Samuel, Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 to 7 and 10 to 12. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jess of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons, sons to be king. But Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jess to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and become to the sacrifice and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jess and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Jess made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jess, have you, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jess answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought him. He was, once, he was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all the wisdom through palms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, Jesus giving thanks to the Father through him. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 39. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you. That was a lot for one person. You did really well there. Right, just to liven us up for a few minutes, we're going to uh, join in a song. <clears throat> Am I on here? Am I on? Yeah, right, that's fine, because uh, I'll be going over there for a minute. Right, well, our main Bible reading told the story of when David was chosen as, uh, as king. Um, he was only actually the second king. Saul was the first king, and Saul was king with God's blessing, but Saul was was sort of chosen by the people because he was the tallest, basically. 
that's how many years ago, thousands of years ago, they would tend to, to choose the people that looked the tallest, the strongest. It was always done on some sort of physical appearance. So uh, I think, Brian, you'd have probably got the job if it was, uh, you know, if we were thinking about that time. You're probably one of the, the, probably the tallest that's in the room today. And um, that's why when Samuel got to Jesse's place and he saw all these older sons, he straight away went to the, the older ones, the taller ones, the bigger ones, and was thinking, oh, it must be him. Oh, it must be him. And uh, God actually chose the youngest he chose little David. David, who wasn't actually at the feast. I mean, Samuel had to go along to this feast to sort of hide the fact that he was anointing the next king. Because if it had got back to Saul, what was going on, um, I'm sure Samuel uh, wouldn't have lived to tell the tale. So we're in this situation, and um, David wasn't actually at the feast. And they had to go and send for him from the field, from the sheep, and bring him in. And he was chosen by God to be the next king. And he was actually one of the better kings of, of Israel. He was, for the main part, a good king. And he was chosen because, as it said in, uh, in our first reading, people look to the outside appearance, but God looks to the inside. God looks into our hearts, to, to understand where we are at with our love for him. So he looks at how we feel about him. So I'm going to introduce you to another David. Though actually Dave is his name. Is Dave. So... And that, that is what my uh, niece calls him. She does a lot of work with the, uh, with the Red Cross, and, uh, and this is Dave. So I rang her up and said, can I borrow Dave? And she said, yeah, sure. So there we were at, uh, Chester, at Chester Services yesterday, walking Dave across the car park and getting some rather funny looks. But um, so here's Dave. And I've always thought, when, when you think about the body, but the two bits that are most important to God, the brain and the heart, or the heart really, than the brain, are all are really well protected. God knows that they're the important body parts for him. You, you know, he needs your, your heart to love him, your heart to keep you going, doing the right things for him. But he also needs your, your brain to sort of control those movements and the things that come out of your mouth and and things like that. And the brain, we know, I've, I've done this because it, it does look a little bit scary without. Pardon? My, my, my Winter United hat, this one, yeah. That's all right, isn't it, Adam? My Winter United hat, that one, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so we've got all this protection around our brain, but also around our heart. Does anybody want to come and find the heart for me? Oh, I know you're jump, jumping up and down to do it. Come on then, my able assistant for today. You find the heart for us. <coughs> there we go. And what were these bits that you took off here? 
the lungs. And what's the job of the lungs? Breathing. Breathing, keeping us breathing. So, our hearts. Our hearts. Your heart is about the size of your fist. So if you think that you know the size of you, it's the size of your fist. And that's what keeps you, <coughs> keeps you going, excuse me, <coughs> all the time. And we talk about our hearts being filled with love, but our hearts aren't really filled with love. They're filled with blood, to be perfectly honest. And it's our brain that gives the sensations and the feelings of love to make things happen in our hearts and uh, to make our hearts respond by either fluttering or things like that. So although we talk of a heart filled with love, it has to come from the brain first of all. So we have to have our brains controlled by God as well as our hearts. And a heart's quite a complicated bit of kit when you look at it, with all these ventricles and chambers and valves and veins and arteries and everything. Quite, quite complicated that God made and in such a, a small package, a really important package. And we really don't think about what's going on in our hearts most of the time because it's just one of those things that just keeps going. It, it just keeps going. It's, it's always there in the background, beating away and, and keeps going. And that's how it should be with, with God's love. We shouldn't have to sort of stop and think, hmm, how do I really love God? And it should just be automatic. It should be God's love is the very part of, of my being every day, day in, day out, as automatic as your breathing and your heart pumping all the time. That's how God's love should be in each and every one of us. And if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, then our hearts will respond like that. They will. They will just keep, do, keep going, doing the right things for God. They will send us outwards. They will send us doing what God wants us to do and saying the right things as well. Do you want to put our little heart back? Thank you. If you want to come and have a play with Dave later on, you can do. So don't mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did hide a lot of the scary bits. <laughs> As a child, probably your strongest feelings of love are for your parents and when you're not falling out with them, for your siblings. It's funny how the feelings for your siblings appear when somebody else is having a go at them, not you. And that always used to happen with my girls. Whenever we went somewhere at home, they were just at each other all the time, total opposites, couldn't agree on anything. But yet, on holidays and things like that, they were like best buddies, and if anybody came over to them and something was happening, they were there for each other. And they are very close now, I'm glad to say. It's taken a long time to get there, what they got there in the end. And then as you get a bit older, you start getting other feelings of, of love. 
And you might go through several of these before you find the person that you know that you're going to, to settle down with. And you get those flutterings and beats, those feelings in your heart. And then you get married, you have a partner. And I think to me that the closest thing to the first experience of God's love is like when you hold that baby in your hands for the first time and that rush of love that you feel for, for this tiny being, to me, that's probably the closest thing that you can get to the, the rush of God's love when you accept Jesus as your savior and accept him into your life and move forward from that time. So, our hearts, through the feelings created in our brain, it's very important for us to, to look after them and to look, you know, to look after our hearts. And we all do try and do that. And we also have to look after our hearts as Christians too, to enable us to help those around us that may need some of God's love too. <laughs> Sorry, he's desperate to get onto the uh, the end bit. We again think back to David. We know he was chosen because he was chosen as a young boy, as a, a young shepherd. Nothing special. Nothing special. Probably not much older than uh, a couple of you that are sitting here today. But he had something special as far as God was concerned. He had the love of God in his heart. And he showed it by the things that he did and the things that he said. And that's why God said, he is the one for me. If God was to look into your heart at this very moment, if we were to expose your heart in the way that Dave's heart was exposed here. What would God see in your heart at this moment in time? And if you don't feel that love for God in your heart at the moment, or if the feeling is not quite there, if there's something broken, something not quite working right, Tell someone, tell someone, talk to someone, because the worst thing to do is to just sit there and do nothing, to lose the opportunity of knowing God or to fall further away from him. Our other readings were about what we should do with our hearts as Christians, that we should be singing and praising and giving thanks to God. We should be feeling this joy, this, this spirit inside us all the time. And it did say to teach and admonish. So if you feel that somebody's not doing right by God, then yeah, you know, you can let them know and you can pray together in the spirit of God so that everybody's hearts are back on track with God. And in the last and the last one was about loving your neighbor as yourself. That you should love people around you. 
We should love people as in our prayers that we remembered in our prayers. Refugees, people that have been made homeless, people that have had disasters on them, people who are outcast. Everyone, everyone is part of God's kingdom and everyone deserves to have their share of God's love. So, to try and wake you all up now. Joshua, you can come and do your bit. Right. I'm going to do something which I hope works okay. Some of you may have seen this before. Right. This to me is the most practical way I can think of with children of letting them know how I feel with God's love. Right. Let's do this bit first if I'm strong enough. Right. <laughs> oh, what much of a fizz? Ooh. Right. Let's see. Right, quickly. Got to go on quickly. Go, 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 go. That's, that's how I feel with God's love. Overflowing, overflowing with, with joy and with love. And God doesn't care what color you are. He doesn't care how tall you are, how small you are, anything. God loves each and every one of us, no matter who we are, where we live. Right, it's like this. He loves us just the same. If you shake it up a bit beforehand, you can get the, the thing this high, but I was a bit worried. Right. Go on, shove some in quick. It's the speed, you have to get them in quick. Hey, that's a bit more like it. <laughs> so that fizzing, that bubbling, that overflowing is how our heart should feel if we are full of God's love. So it don't matter if you're lemonade, cola, cherryade, whatever, whatever you are, God loves you and God wants to fill your heart with his love. Amen. <laughs>